Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Uh, I'm joined by one chump tonight. Nate is playing some basketball. Layton is with me. I would say he's probably 55, 65%. He's, uh, he, he could have gone on the PUP list. Luckily, he, he made it through training camp, made it through the preseason. Little banged up, but I think he's going to make it for the opening day roster of 53 men. So um, Layton is joining me tonight, and we are going to talk about a few last-minute injuries, maybe some draft advice. There has been some news today. A lot of news. Lot, lot of news. Um, also, Layton, I'd like to say I'm just questionable for week one, but I should be good to go for the rest of the season. The hamstrings held up. Hamstrings were good through training camp, which yeah. we can't say for most players. Um, they they did hold up, made it through a long weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Post draft. Had some cramping concerns on Saturday afternoon. It was it was <laughs> sweltering heat and humidity, but we we made it through. Um, Leighton, you want to you want to talk about the weekend just for a minute? Sure, it was a lot of fun. We had nine out of our ten draft no league mates there. It was a ton of fun. We John and I drafted the one and two winning rosters. Too bad I'm the one for John, but. We played golf afterwards, and it, it was a good time. It was it, – it's kind of – it's fun doing the draft every year. I was I can't remember who I was – I was telling this to the golf guys in my group. John was in the other group. They lost, by the way. But um, they uh, – I was talking to Nate and some others, and I was saying, you know, I really like how we do this every year because it, it's almost like a mini bachelor trip every year. So it's it's funny that you use that phrase. Uh, I was explaining to a coworker of mine who she didn't know anything about fantasy football. Wasn't I mean whenever I said I had a fantasy football draft, she didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, you know, rock. It, <laughs> I well, under her HR rock, yeah. Mm, um, but no, I, I explained it like you know, it's kind of like a mini bachelor party. Like it's not near as crazy. It's kind of just a bunch of guys that. <laughs> are all somewhat pals hanging out uh we're all pals talking about yeah yeah talking about talking about football and uh then we get nerdy with it for a little while and then we go play golf and that's the weekend so um it's more like yeah. three of us get real nerdy about it three other people are into it and then everybody else is just there Th- there are some borderline uh nerdy is probably I don't know, eight and a half out of ten, nine out of ten, on the, on the ex- extremeness. You think scale. eight and a half of our members are nerdy about fantasy no, football? No, oh. like, I would say eight and a half out of ten would be nerdy. So if you're an eight and a half out of ten on fantasy or above, I'd say you're nerdy with it. Got it. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. nerdy with it. Yeah, we're I, the only three. <laughs> yes. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, but no, it was it was good. I had a lot of fun. Wish we we could have won. Um, but I think you were feeling yourself out there on Saturday. Oh, I was striking that ball. Also, it is what can, it is. Can we admit, since Nate's not here, he has the worst of our teams, like of the three chumps? Because it, it's clearly the worst, right? So, 
Anthony Richardson is his starting quarterback. (laughs) That's not completely true. He did trade up to draft Anthony Richardson before his starting quarterback, though. John, you looked me dead in my eye, and you said that is an F. I give that an F. That sucks. Nate, this will be the true sign if Nate listens to this episode or not. He's not going to listen to this episode. He's not going to listen to it. But if he does, he will find out that I think that was a terrible trade. And I'm predicting (laughs) right now that Anthony Richardson will be on the waiver wire after four weeks. Max, it might be. No, awesome. he'll keep he'll keep him longer than that. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't. He has back. Clog up the roster spot. He's back. It doesn't matter. We'll see. Moving on, there is quite a bit of news to talk about. We'll be brief with some of it, but the first thing that we have to talk about is Jonathan Taylor. It Ooh. was announced, and I don't know what the deadline is. Leighton, you might be able. Is it just the roster deadline, or what was it that prompted? Yeah, it so needs to come out. You have to declare somebody on the PP when you make the 53 man roster. Like, you have to declare somebody physically unable to perform. That's what PP right. stands for. And at the time you released the 53 man roster, because you can't set it and then put them on the pup. You have to put them on the pup at the start of the season, which was today. We're recording gotcha. this. So. That's the reasoning. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, 53 men came out, Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor. The Colts couldn't come to an agreement with a team for a trade on Jonathan I'm Taylor. I'm shocked they didn't. Who was who at the top of your list for serious contenders for Taylor? Uh, so, according to Ian Rappaport, there's two teams very interested I don't know which two, but if I had to give a top three, it would be Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Miami. Buffalo is an interesting one to me. They already have so much in that offense, and that would be a guaranteed rental, right? Like, yeah, they're not they, going to. No, it's just they're already all in, so, like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Maybe just the draft capital that they already spent on James Cook. He was a third-round pick, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then they also have Damian Harris and those Zach, might be. No, not Zach Moss. Oh, shoot. He's old. Latavius Murray. Oh, my. Woo. He is He is up there. Um. Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor not playing football for the first week. Four, four weeks of the season. That's that's the news. Um, we posted it on our X account. We posted a poll, which is actually Twitter X. Still working on out the kinks. Uh, we posted a poll, and the question is, is where are you drafting Jonathan Taylor now that you're aware of this news that, hey, he's, he's out for the first four weeks. Leighton, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot again. What round was he taken in? this past weekend before that we were aware of this news. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was the third round. Yeah, it was. Yep. So Chase took Jonathan Taylor in the, in third, the third round. round. I thought it was the second. So honestly, that's a lot better. <laughs> it's better. Still not good. Bill leaves <laughs> a huge, huge hole on his roster. He which... will now be starting David Montgomery. Wide running back two spot. Yeah. 
definitely not what you're hoping for. But mm-hmm. this prompts the question. We posted it on next. With Jonathan Taylor expected to miss four weeks of the season at minimum, where are you now drafting him given this news? The options were round four, round five, round six to eight, or round nine or later. My response was round six to eight. Leighton, I know that you had the same one. Mm-hmm. Is sure. there any any way that you could be swayed higher or lower on that without any change in the news? Or are you dead set like six to eight is the only place that really makes sense for him? I mean, I think the only place I'd go would be lower. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, if I'm, I'm being honest. Boat. It's just seems like too risky of a pick i mean what what are the odds in your opinion that he stays on the colts for the remainder of the season though i mean is he's going to play at some point it just may not well it's not going to be for the colts it'll be for another team i guess i'd have to put it at somewhat high like a seven that he stays on the Colts the rest yeah. of the season and does not play. Yeah. That's that's just really high. I, I don't I don't know. But I don't know. There's, well, because if if they wanted to trade him, they should have already done it. But now that he's on the P, the pup, he has to stay on the pup even if he gets traded. He get traded tomorrow. He can't come off the pup until after week four. Right. So not only are you trading for a guy who wants to get paid a lot of money at a position where they don't want to pay him, he's also missing the first four weeks of your season. So it has been rumored, too, and I, I don't know, is it an ankle injury that he's been dealing with this offseason? Yeah, it's called he, a hurt wallet. Yeah, so he's been dealing with an injury. It's also possible that maybe he was going to make the pup one way or another. That's even, true. Even if he was traded. So maybe, is this news? Yeah. Is this also potentially maybe not an overreaction but maybe it was inevitable we just didn't know and that's been wild i mean wild widely reported throughout this offseason so the news is is that we don't know we we aren't sure of of what's going to happen with jonathan taylor um but we do know what's happening with josh jacobs Ooh. Segway of the year, right? Segway, honestly, segway of the pod. I go back and and listen sometimes. Almost every episode we have a segway, and almost every episode it comes from you. So I'm uh, pretty good, you know. I'm yeah. really good at my job. You're good at sharing the ball. I I appreciate that. Um, notable players, Josh Jacobs, one of them who is also signed a contract. He's going to be playing for the Raiders week one. One year, twelve million dollar deal, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what this whole like trend is with just signing the franchise tag for like a million dollars more. Like, granted, if somebody said, "Hey," like if I was holding out of my job and they said, "Hey, you know, we'll pay you a million dollars extra this year," I would sign up. But you know, I would complain for two and a half weeks and then I'd end up signing it. Yeah, yeah. So. Nope, good for fantasy managers everywhere, good for dynasty managers. This will be his audition, I suppose, for a contract for next year, whether it's with the Raiders or with another team. It's not going to be with the Raiders. Probably not going to be with the Raiders, but uh, he's relatively young. I'm I'm not sure. I'm going to look up his birthday right now, but he's in his 25 
26 season. He may have just turned. No, it's it's coming up. I think it's in November this year, if I remember correctly. Oh, February. So he will finish the year. He's not going to be playing in February, but he'll finish the year at 25. He'll start next season at 26. So still relatively young, even for a running back. That's true. Uh, other notable players who did not get designated to the pup list. We're not going to really dive into them very much, but There's they were at risk. Um, Kadarius Tony, Traylon Burks, Terry McLaurin, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, which I was a little bit surprised by. He practiced today. Right, which is wild. Uh, Jerry Judy, Devin A-Chain, right? That's yes. how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Burrow, um, there wasn't a huge concern with Joe Burrow, but still made the list. Jalen Waddell, Kenneth Walker, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, and Jose <coughs> Williams. So those will all be healthy players for your roster. Well, maybe we shouldn't say healthy. They won't be on the pup. <laughs> they won't be on the pup, yeah. Watch watch for them to potentially sit out week one or week two. Um, hopefully no more than that, though. Javante won't. Will not play week one. No, he won't sit out. <laughs> oh, he won't sit out. Okay, there you go. Um, I said Jerry we're... Judy, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good, good. That was one player I was I was nervous about. I really hope that he's able to play week one. And the reason that I say that is, I don't want to start somebody else for your fantasy team. <laughs> that, and I really don't want the Broncos to start hyper-focusing another wide receiver, especially Denzel Mims. Like, I really – Marvin I don't, Oh, who's Denzel? Denzel is Going another wide Baylor. receiver. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Marvin. Uh, <coughs> I really don't want Marvin Mims to become the primary target in Denver or Cortland Sutton to take over a, a huge amount of the targets. I, it just makes me nervous where we really need this to be a healthy – breakout if you will season for jerry judy he started to break out last year and he he played well he just again missed some time um so we really i really want this to be a healthy year for jerry judy because i i think this could accelerate or this could be the year that he finally takes off and potentially contends for a top 10 wide receiver finish i don't think that's outside the range of possibility so in this universe, it is. Oof. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else? Injury-wise? News-wise? No. All okay. Good. Perfect. Uh, we're going to talk, a, or maybe I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Um, this is a little bit of research that <clears throat> I did before the podcast. It's a draft strategy that I talked about with drafting guys who are a little bit younger and the history behind fantasy performances and kind of where the cutoff is at a certain position. I'm going to talk a little bit about wide receivers and where the, the line is that you kind of want to draw in the sand of, Hey, this guy's a little bit older. I might be weary of drafting him just because of his age and how likely it is that he'll finish as a top 10 wide receiver. So, First, I'm going to highlight the current ADP, the top 10 wide receivers for 2023, and their age 
in this season. And I'm gonna I'm gonna list two ages just because you don't know when a player's birthday is, and so they're starting the season at this age, and they will turn the second number within this year. So, number one, Justin Jefferson, 24-25. Number two, Jamar Chase, 23-24. Number three, Cooper Cup, 29-30. Four is Tyreek Hill at 29-30. Cooper, oh, I listed Cooper Cup on here twice. Who's number five? I think it's Stephon Diggs. Let me see. You don't believe me? It is. It you is Diggs. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, <coughs> I had Diggs listed at number seven, but that's Devontae Adams. Oof. Which I feel like is lower than what I've seen him. So maybe he's taken uh, a fall. But all right. So number five is Stefan Diggs. Also at the 29-30 season. Six is A.J. Brown, 25-26. Seven is Devontae Adams, 29-30. Eight, CeeDee Lamb, 24-25. Nine is Amon Ross St. Brown at 23-24. And 10 is Garrett Wilson at 22-23. So, or he might be 23-24. He may have just had a birthday. Um, anyways, of those 10 players... There are four that stand out from the rest that are in their 29-30 age season. Um, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. Uh, Cooper Cup is 30, Devontae Adams is also 30, and Diggs and Tyreek are both 29 currently. Um, the thing that... It's the end of an era. It really is, and we've seen it with running backs the one thing that I wanted to highlight and it may not be a, a huge long segment, but I went back and I looked at the last four years of wide receiver finishes <clears throat> Leighton, I'm going to get your first reaction. We, st- I started to ask you this question before the podcast, but I decided to wait out of the last four years of top 10 wide receivers. How many have finished in the top 10 that were either 28 or older beginning the season. So how many out of 30? Out of 40. Out of 40. How many of them were 28 or older? Yep. Um, 17. So I definitely, I feel like I would have been on the other end of this argument. I would have been much lower than that. The actual answer is 12, which that's close. It was a higher number than I expected it to be. So that's 30% of wide receivers in the top 10 are 28 or older. Um, but it's still a very small number. I actually, it is. And when you, when you consider where Cooper cup is being drafted, he's being drafted at four overall. Yeah, four or five, depending on... Four or five, depending on your league. Tyreek Hill is also going in the first round. Stephon Diggs is going at the turn, where he's for sure going in the first round if you're in a 12-team league. So the thing that I wanted to highlight is the risk that comes along with drafting one of these players in the first round is that guys that old just don't finish in the top 10 
very often. So me personally, I would probably rather take a risk on maybe an AJ Brown or maybe a CD lamb or an Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson. I, I feel like is borderline because he's at the number 10 spot. Um, what is actually interesting and maybe this is an outlier. Maybe, maybe it wasn't last season. <laughs> there were four and three of them actually made up two, three and four. And that was Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs. Huh. Um, just, I don't know. First opinion, Leighton, how do you, how do you feel about the strategy of, of trying to draft younger players? Is it something that, that you find yourself doing? Is it a tiebreaker? Is it something that you think about a lot or where are you at? You know, I don't, especially at wide receiver. I don't find myself thinking about a lot. I think about it a lot with running back. Like I'm a little concerned about Derrick Henry per se, way more than I am concerned about Tyree Hill, Right. And just the fact that three out of the top five last year were quote-unquote, older receivers makes me hopeful that they will not just fall off a cliff, right? And the thing about all these guys is they're on good offenses. Well, to be determined about Cooper Cup, but everybody else that we list, and Devontae Adams, because he's on the the Raiders, but Tyreek, and (laughs) there it is, and Stefan, they're on, you know, top 10 easily offenses so that doesn't really concern me since they're on such good offenses now if it was like Mike Evans for example I still like him where he's going but if he was going in the third round I wouldn't like him as much because I don't know how good the Bucks offense is going to be so to also put some more perspective on this in 2022 and 2021 there were four players that finished inside the top 10 before that there were only two in each of the previous two seasons. Um, those two in 2019, these are some names, Julio Jones and Ju- guess that one. Julian Edelman. Was okay. I was the, not going to guess that one. Yeah. He was ancient at that point. He was 32 and 33 in that season. Um, by far the oldest. So this this might show you that 2930 isn't the cliff, but mm-hmm. anything beyond it is 100%. And one example of a player that hit that cliff this offseason was Keenan Allen, somebody that, that you drafted, Leighton. I know that I you're, you're higher on him for sure than I am. Um, what, what do you think his ceiling, given these stats, is this season? Wide receiver one. Wide no, receiver. I'm just that joking. would actually be his ceiling. He could not finish higher than that. He can't so finish you, higher you are, than that. You are not wrong in what you're saying. Uh, but if I'm, I don't know. Like it's so hard because the past five seasons before the past one, when he only played ten games, he his finishes were 10, 14, 6, 12, and three. Right. So, in the two seasons before that, he was hurt. So it's kind of hard. And he was still wide receiver 42 last year, missing seven games. And he got so many targets. I, I honestly think realistically his ceiling is like fringe 
top 10. Now, I don't think, you know, whether we're talking about likelihood or not, I'm not sure, but I think he could absolutely do that. And I saw a tweet probably an hour or two ago that was saying that over the past four years, nobody has, like, Keenan Allen has one of the highest points per game when healthy in a PPR format. So it all comes down to health. If he stays healthy, I think he'd absolutely be a low-end wide receiver one. I'm going to try to find that while we're talking. But it honestly, with him, it's just health. Like It's not like Julio Jones where he was fine, but you could just clearly see the, I guess, the decline in athleticism and ability. But sure. it was... You know, it was something that you have to think about because you just can't. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that and, injuries can affect it so much. Yeah, and we talked about that a little <coughs> bit before the show too. Is is health is a huge factor in really just a top ten performance. Um, Jamar Chase is one that comes to mind of a guy who wasn't healthy all last season. Um, he missed five games last year, and he was still wide receiver 12, which Jamar Chase is just on a different level. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to finish top 10, you have to have that healthy season. I would pose the question, though. I found the tweet. How does age factor into that formula? You know, these guys are getting mm-hmm. older. They've had five, six, seven NFL seasons in you know on the books in their career eventually their body starts to wear down so the the risk is presented one by guys after this age they they don't really perform in the top 10 and two injury concern you know just overall usage and the likelihood of them playing a full season definitely begins to decline when they hit this age of 29 or 30 years old right so i found a tweet it's by alex caruso on Twitter, reminder, Keenan Allen has been a top 12 wide receiver in points per game in four straight seasons and is playing the C.D. Lamb role in the Chargers offense this year. Part of the reason why I love him, just because he's going to get a lot of targets. And, you know, could he get hurt again? Sure. But, like, almost any other receiver could. His likelihood is definitely higher because of his age. But I think it's worth the gamble. I got him in the late fourth, early fifth, if you can get him around there as your flex option, that's pretty good, I think. Because Michael Williams and Quentin Johnston, uh, sorry, Michael Williams and the GOAT is, you know, they're more like big play down the field, go up and get it receivers. Quentin Johnston's not really a quick passes over the middle, and that's kind of where Keenan Allen thrives. So in a PPR format especially, that's why I really like him. If it was a non-PPR, I would be a little less bullish on him. But since we all play PPR, it's kind of the reason why I'm so high on him. Just because even if he gets eight catches for 60 yards, that's still 14 points. So, you know, that's like a – it's not a strong game, but it's still something good. And and like I said, last thing on Keenan, we've talked a lot about him. Over the past five years before – before last year, so from 2017 to 2021, he aver- 
averaged, I should say average, he had at least 136 targets or more every single one of those years. So, targets are king, baby. And he's really, he's actually a really good route runner still. So, this is, this is season 10 for Keenan Allen. Yeah. That's wild. I feel like he has not been in the NFL that long, but he's also. Because his first year, he wasn't really much. And then his second year, he didn't do much. And then his third and fourth year, he was both hurt. His rookie year, sure, he, he was, was all right. He was pretty solid, honestly. Yeah, he was solid. You're right. Yeah, definitely a a staple, a, a changing of the guard, if you will, at wide receiver is coming. Um, I would just, I don't know. I'd say it's very unlikely that all four of these guys finish in the top ten being Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. If I had to pick one who I thought may not finish in the top ten, as crazy as it sounds, it might actually be Tyreek Hill. And and the Really? Only That's reason, your guy who you're the only on? reason yeah. The only reason that I say that is because of Jalen Waddle. I think that Waddle could take an, yet another step forward and honestly replace Tyreek in the top 10, in the top five, potentially. Um, the second pick, I'd want to say Devontae Adams. Just They brought in Jacoby Myers. They drafted a rookie tight end. They changed quarterbacks. I think eventually they're not going to be trying to win games towards the end of the year, um, or at least I, I would be trying to lose games if I were the Raiders. But they are going to be losing a lot of a lot of football games too. Like they're going to be trailing. So um, I'm going to quickly recap the 2021, 2020 and 2019 season as well. I started to go through them, but I didn't completely get through it. Uh, 2020, the older players were Cooper cup, Devonte Adams, Mike Evans was ninth and Keenan Allen was 10th. Mm. Cup and Cup and Adams were actually one and two in 2021. 2020, it, number four was DeAndre Hopkins. He was 28, 29, and number 10 was Adam Thielen. <laughs> he was number 10. Um, and then 2019, I I kind of went through that already, but mm-hmm. the the younger generation is always like extremely relevant. There's always somebody who's 23 there's always somebody who's 22 there's there's just always those younger guys between the 22 and 25 age that make up about 50 percent of the top 10 so i would just be on the watch for that and you kind of see it in the projections like jefferson chase cd amon Ra, garrett wilson olave is definitely in that conversation jalen waddle is definitely in that conversation so I think Olave is definitely a top five wide receiver this year for sure. I don't think you're being very serious right now, Leighton. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call it how I see it. <laughs> well, he's on my fantasy team, but he could. Be. I don't know. I was kind of joking yeah. around, but I definitely think it's possible. Yeah. Um, the consensus, at least on my end, is just to to watch out for age. I wouldn't say it's the first thing that you need to look at. But if you're stuck between two guys, I would typically go with the younger one. And I think that 
if you listen to the draft episode that we're going to do right after this, I think that that'll be reflected depending on how far we go through our rosters. My, uh, my, our dynasty league that we're in, the average age of my team is 24 years old. So I like the younger guys. What can I say? Phrasing. Phrasing. Okay. Well, is that all you had on your study? We had that a was, lot of studies. That was the study. That was it. Good. Um, no, I mean, like, good, good oh, job. Sorry. Oh, sorry. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm yeah. holding yeah. back a cough. I could really okay. hear it. I could hear it in your voice. I could hear the, <coughs> that, the, Yep. That's your fault. Okay. Okay. So, hard knocks effect. Nate's not here. I'm picking up the slack. Garrett Wilson last week was 19.4 average ADP. Now, 18.3. I heard he had a very prominent episode last week, so that could probably be part of it. Dalvin Cook was going in the mid-80s. Now he's going at 70 overall. Brees Hall continues to slide. I think it's just because of the injury, though. Down from 31.2 to 39.2. Aaron Rodgers, our biggest riser this week. Up from 105 to 94.2. Alan Lazard stayed pretty similar at 121.8 down from 119.2. So. Is uh, Dalvin Cook going to appear in any of the Hard Knocks episodes? I think so. He just started practicing, so. He could he could move a lot, but mm-hmm. also has to do with the signing, so. He definitely could. Yep. Uh, anything else to touch on with Hard Knocks? No, I, I don't watch Hard Knocks, so. Oh. I actually I haven't watched it this year either. I really enjoyed it last year, but I haven't watched it this season. So it's just I don't know. It's just if it's, I struggle watching a documentary that goes in depth about a team that isn't my team. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's kind of like our it's kind of like our punishment idea we're doing this year, where the last place has to buy the first place guy a jersey. We're winning roster. I don't have a Chiefs player, so I don't really want like a AJ Brown jersey. But you can pick I one up. Like you could pick up like a plain cabbard. <laughs> oh, so you're saying like pick up like a Rashi Rice? Right. Yeah. At the end of the year, like pick up. Yeah. I don't know Justin Ross or um. Hmm. Oh, who's the uh, Jody Fortson? That would be kind of a cool jersey to have. He's hurt though, so he's, he's definitely going to be available. He Throw will be available. That's the problem. Is you gotta you gotta find somebody who's available, but um. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we're going to so. do a, some some quick reactions to a couple of the drafts that we had recently. Uh, they're just going to be short, five to ten minute episodes. So if you would, tune into those, uh, especially if you're in the league. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. We definitely won't roast anybody. No roasting. That is rule number one. Strictly, oh, okay. pro- strictly you're, prohibited. You're um right. Guys, good luck in your drafts. We probably won't talk to you before it'll be close. We might we might try to get an episode out Wednesday, but uh, I hope that you're not listening to a podcast next Wednesday. Oh, Sorry. got it, got it. Yeah, next Wednesday, uh, down to the wire. But hopefully, you're not listening to a drafting podcast the night the night before the NFL season starts. So, good luck in your drafts. Uh, Have a good Labor Day. Follow us on X. Send us some questions if you got anything, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.